Today we're talking about building better interaction in our relationships. Just today I wanted to give some tips on helping people maybe make that a little better in their lives. Well, thank you. How do we start? What's the plan? What's the process? Well, so first I want to talk about some hows, but first I want to talk about some general themes and you can relate with me if this makes sense to you. You know, one of the things we need to think about is what's fueling this person's present emotions. You know, last time we were together, we did talk about attachment styles. So are they naturally somebody that's grabbing for connection or are they someone that's protecting themselves just by getting away for a little bit? And again, neither of these reactions are wrong, but it's important that we know it, you know, to have a like kind of click that in your head. You're not trying to be their therapist, but because the reaction is different than you, it'd be helpful for you to go, okay, what is normally, how do they react in these stressful situations? You know, and another thing would be work really hard. I mean, as a therapist, every time I see someone, I work on this one thing, you know, work really hard to not take things personally, right? So even if negative emotions are directed toward you, it's really important um, to, to try to reframe the trigger of a hurt. So say, for example, that you feel rejected, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's easy to look for that possibility in every conversation. Oh my gosh, they're rejecting me. Oh, they don't want me, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, our neural pathways will naturally go there if that's kind of a history we've had. But before they do, you know, what if we could tell ourselves something like, hey, this is a great opportunity to get to know that person better rather than I'm assuming they're treating me wrong or rejecting me, right? And you got to grab it before you go down that path. Not easy, but really important if you want to help your relationships. Interesting. Wow. I know. You got to always get yeah. everything in the butt, as they say. And communication is key, <laughs> right? And communication could sometimes go so horrible. Like for us today, unfortunately, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But communication really is key when it comes to relationships. So how do you... Yeah, how do you yeah. walk through this process, Diane? Well, so in that one right there, you know, before I move on, I wasn't going to say this, so maybe I'll have to okay. skip something else. But, you know, when I'm, I because I think this is so important, we have a trigger or, you know, in our mind, this is a thing that, you know, I, I, I can get a whiff of that and I think, oh, this thing is going to be bad or, oh, they're going to reject me or, oh, they're not going to think I'm good enough. That is one, like we talked about. And it's this neural pathway goes from trigger to response. And I like to view it almost like a a water ditch. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to go immediately to that path, right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for us, those paths don't go away. Yeah. So we have to actually build new ones and kind of train our brain to make a choice Mm -hmm. between this new idea of, hey, maybe this is a great opportunity. And the old idea of, hey, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm going to get hurt here. Right. And our brain has to actually want to choose the difference. So that's a huge thing on our end on building um, healthy relationships. Another thing that we need to remember is to verbalize gratitude and apologies. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know we all want someone else to do this. We always are, have what I call an an other focus, like they should be apologizing. <laughs> I know that for what they did was wrong, but it's also important for us to understand when we need to. You know, we could have been taught really early that um, saying you're sorry, you know, makes you weak or, you know, saying you're sorry makes you less than when in reality, it makes you the stronger person. Yeah. You know, if you can be humble enough to say, you know, that didn't work out the way I thought it was going to be. Or, you know, I, I wish I would have said that differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, another thing I would always remind people, be mindful. And we talked a bit about this. Be mindful of your own biases and start. We have all been hurt. Yeah. But the person that's in front of you, hopefully this person in front of you, is not the one that cheated on you. Mm-hmm. It's not the one that walked out on you. Yeah. And so we want to try to treat them with a blank slate, right? And try to be aware enough of ourselves to let them know when we do get triggered. Yeah. Um, another thing I would add is ask open-ended questions. <laughs> and I know I am the queen of this. Mm-hmm. You know, cleaning out, um, hey, did you leave the kitchen a mess? When I know the answer to that. I mean, there's only the two of us here. I know the answer to that. So, you know, um, or did you remember to pick up whatever? And I know they didn't, you know. So why are we asking So don't, that? don't do those questions then? <laughs> you know, why it's, it's are like we a kind of mush, It's a kind, easy, gentle way into confront, confrontation. But you, should we just confront direct? <laughs> confront direct. Or, you know, what was going on with you that you didn't get it picked up? Let's be real. You know, what was happening that... You know, it clearly you forgot what was happening. I'm asking an open-ended question where I'm trying to understand why this didn't go the way I wanted it to. You know, when I ask more pointed questions, like I was just explaining, I'm, I'm literally trying to make a point. You know, you didn't, you didn't get it done, and you're caught, right? Mm-hmm. And that's gonna start out. You know, that's gonna go completely south. Always does, yeah. Always does, right? So, you know, it's like go in trying to understand, right? And I, the other thing that I think, um, and I, I'll just keep throwing myself under the bus, I don't do great at this because I know my love languages. And you do you We've know what love about, languages? Yeah, yeah. We, we talked yeah. about this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, yeah. There's five of them, right? I think. Right. Yep. Gifts, love. words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, and quality time, right? And so if you know yours and you you potentially will also give in yours and it may not connect, mm-hmm. it may not be what they want. You know, here, here we've got Mother's Day coming up and everybody's, you know, potentially going to get a gift. Great if you love gifts. But if you wanted quality time, that's going to feel like it didn't make hit the mark, right? Yeah. So it's important that you, you know, understand yours and you communicate yours. I can't guarantee that someone else is going to get it right all the time. You're so right? funny. Like one thing in particular is reminding me of because Mother's Day does a lot of people send flowers or give flowers. I right. hate flowers. I feel I so bad. My kids just brought them home from like the school for two days ago. They're on the porch. They're hiding them from me. But I, they're going to die. 
they, I used to have a cat that would eat everything. So when my oh. birthday came or a holiday, I'm like, I don't want flowers. And then that person would always get me flowers. And I said, you just wasted $100. That's going in the garbage in a few minutes. I can't stand the smell. I can't stand. I can't the upkeep. So like my kids are different. I feel bad. But when you tell someone, after you let them know you're like, don't waste money on that. I'd rather um, you know, do something for that money. Like, wh- why right. why waste the money on something that I'm not going to enjoy? But right. perfect example. <laughs> Here's you know, I make it clear I don't want flowers, and then I'll still get flowers. And then you gotta how how much can you pretend and smile? Act like well, you know, I told you I didn't like yeah. strawberry shortcake, or I didn't like it. <laughs> that was another thing for my birthday too. I'm like, why did you get me strawberry shortcake? I'm like, I don't eat strawberry. Oh, it's just nice cake, and I'm like, but I, you know, I don't like it. So you try to be nice, but then it's like the K and then you come across the bad guy because you're not being grateful that they did something but I'm like I'm not grateful because you know that I don't like this so why keep doing it wrong and then I sound demanding and crazy but that's 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 how I've gotten it (laughs) right so so it's beautiful beautiful example and I know I have the same problem so then in in that I'm gonna I'm going to as because this relationship matters it's your kids or, you know, you know, it's somebody that you're dating or somebody that, you know, you put some time into. You're going to make the point. I, I'm going to be grateful. You know, I, I'm, I'm thankful that you remembered and brought me a gift, you know. Um, but in, in the future, just an FYI, that's your love language. What I would love to do is go have dinner with you. Yeah. Or I'd love for I'd you love to, to come. I'd love to get my nails done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't waste $100 exactly. on flowers. I can get my nails done. Exactly. You know, or, you know, something that would really touch my heart is, you know, and sometimes it seems like they're not paying attention, but more often than not, people are responding in what they love. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's kind of like backing up, looking at it and going, okay, how do I, if my goal is to build that better relationship, you know, then I'm going to go back rather than get mad. I'm going to go back and go, all right, one more time, you know, love them, you know, and someone else, you know, I, I actually have a daughter-in-law who brings them home every week and puts them on, you know, her counter. And I think the same as you, I'm like, well, those are just going to die. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but you know, some people love them. And I'm like, I don't but some people love them. And so it's important, you know, when she gives them to me, I know yes. that means that's really her love language, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So let's keep going down the list. Tell me how much time we have to keep going down. Just a couple. We got 10 minutes. Okay. So everyone has their do not push button in an argument. And I think it's important to know that when that thing gets triggered, you know, you meet, we're, we're in the stratosphere in a matter of seconds, you know, and anyone listening in the audience, I know you have one, you know, and it's important and risky to let somebody know what that is, mm-hmm. right? So if, if you grew up in, and this is a real example that I can think of, you know, you grew up with an alcohol, alcoholic parent, right? Mm-hmm. And then you start to see you're out with a friend or, you, you know, you're out with your partner and you start to see them getting a little loopy. What's going to happen inside of you, right? It's going to be that look in the eyes is going to go whoop, right? And all of a sudden you're triggered by stuff that doesn't even make sense, Yeah, you know? And so it's important to just self-reflect and go, okay, you know, once I come across one of those, to someone else that may mean nothing. It may mean we're having a good time. But to me, it's bringing up some bad stuff, right? So if this person matters, I'm going to 
at a better time than, you know, in the middle of the party, I'm going to sit down with them and I'm going to say, you know, here's, here's some history that maybe I'm trying to heal from, maybe I'm not, but here's some history. And when I see this, you know, it sends me. I see red. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see red and keep the, keep the, you know, the, the conversation open. Do you have something like that? Right. And it's where, again, these opportunities where I'm going to go a little bit deeper with someone, but it's going to build relationships, you know, rather than assume that they know what those, like I said, those hot buttons are. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would, there's an old country song that I, I can, and you're probably going to know it. It says, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Oh, yeah. Them. That's Kenny, that Kenny, um, Right to know when to hold them. Isn't that yeah. Kenny Rogers? Or, yeah, Kenny Rogers, and, yeah. Name, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. No, and, and what, yeah, I love that, mm-hmm. I love that song. And I think the next one is like on that, you know, the key is to understand yourself. Know when to yield. One of the hardest things that we can do in a conflict is know when to stop. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at our world today, there are a lot of people that don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. They get triggered and they just keep going and going and going and going. And some of them until they do something stupid. Yeah. Right. right? They don't know when to stop this little amygdala and or, or at least back away and go, I am triggered. Um, I will often tell clients to think of it like a thermometer. You know, if you could get a little kid's like a thermometer on a piece of paper and you've got zero to ten. Mm-hmm. I need to know what I'm like at a five because six is too far. Mm-hmm. So what's happening in my brain, what's happening in my thoughts, what's happening in my body at a five, that's when I have to say, I got to back away and refocus right now. Yeah. Right? It's no when to yield. I mean, have you ever drafted one of those emails that you didn't send? <laughs> so many times. And then the next day I go back and I tweak it a little usually, but I usually <laughs> still send it, but I, I change it. A lot yeah yeah sometimes i'm like you know what that's not gonna get me anywhere it's not gonna change anything it's not gonna it's not gonna push me forward to the goal mm-hmm. that i want especially if i want this relationship right there's a difference between somebody i'm running into in the grocery store and these are the relationships that i'm trying to you know continue and work out I strongly suggest adult timeouts. You know, we we know how to put our kids in them, but we have yeah. to learn to possibly take one myself. If it's go to the next room, if it's, you know, go to the grocery store, if it's go get your nails done, whatever it is, but I'm taking a timeout. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, I'm going to come back and reword the email or reword the conversation, but I I, I want to be heard and rather than hit send with my words, I'm going to, like I said, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. I'm going to know when it's a good time for me to not walk toward that. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. I think the the probably the last thing I want to say is if we have a relationship that we know really well, it would behoove us to actually and try to anticipate their needs. I mean, that's going beyond the point of I'm going to have empathy and understand, you know, what are their expectations? What are their unmet needs, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, we, we just said an argument between 
strangers is two-dimensional because you don't know them, they don't know you, somebody hurls an insult, um, another person gives them their peace of mind, and then you may not see them again. I don't love that, but that's in the parking lot, you know? That's the kind of thing. But this is the this is the case where we have years of baggage, you know, expectations, just history, mm-hmm. right? And what they're arguing about on the surface is probably not at all what the fight is about if we dig a little deeper, right? More often than not, like we talked about last time you and I were together, these are those attachment unmet needs. And both people feel like they're not being taken care of in some way, you know? And in order to identify what's happening under the surface, we need to think about what are they really asking for? What do they really need from me? You know, we talked about the dog or the messy kitchen, right? That could, you know, I'm popping off on that. And that could actually mean I keep seeing the messes around the house and I don't feel loved. I don't feel important because you're just letting this pile up on me, right? Or uh, maybe I'm hearing snarky comments and shutting down and it it actually is me not feeling good enough or like I'm failing in this relationship in some way. So we've, you know, got studies that show when a partner is able to explain a stressful situation to their listening partner, they're going to have higher levels of satisfaction. Yeah. So those are a few of the things that I would just throw out there that can strengthen relationships, you know, to not be passive, to actually work on being heard, to work on problem solving, you know, uh, the communication in the relationships. Got it. Oh, there's so much. Oh, my goodness. And unfortunately, <laughs> we're out of time. Um, and I hope we get to talk again and talk um, about this further, let alone. Um, wow. What else was on the list for today, by the way? Because I never got it. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Those were the things I just want to say. Cover- just to re- remember to reach out to us at the Family Collective at thefamilycollective.co. Or if you want to email us, info at thefamilycollective.co. We're covering, we have information and workbooks and online courses on premarital, marriage, relationships, um, your identity, and uh, just there's a plethora of resources on there. So please, you know, connect with us and check it out. Thank you so much. A lot of us could use your help. And uh, yeah, thank you. You made me think about a lot today. And as always.